This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. This week, I spoke with Jay Fraz. Jay was on on the second ever episode of the podcast, so a lot of you will know him already. We talked about the massive community update and all the intricacies of it. There were five key areas. We went through them all and we answered lots of your questions. Please do subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening, and I'd love to see you give us a shout out on social media. I'll make sure I like, retweet, share wherever you put it out, and I'll love you forever. I hope you enjoy it. Jay, thank you so much for joining me. It's great. It's been a long time. It was last June you were on the podcast. You were the first ever male guest, as you you claimed that one in in our first our first go, our false start. Um, and yeah, it's 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 great to have you back. Huge week for the for the platform. Huge week for the community. Lots and lots to discuss. Um, you know, people with a lot of new listeners since obviously when you were here first. So we'll introduce you briefly first and then don't worry everyone, we're gonna get into the, the community update and the five main sort of parts of that and answer lots of questions. So Jay, you've been very busy since we last spoke. You've accumulated over one thousand cards. Uh we'll talk about that a little bit first, and then we'll as I say, get stuck into the community update. You've been on the platform since the twenty seventh of August twenty twenty. So, you know. Your, your two-year anniversary will come around this summer in about five months' time. Um, but yeah, you've been very busy. Anything else changed? How are you getting on? Yeah, good, John. Great to be back. And as I said, obviously, first male uh, to be on, on the pod, so I'm very happy about that. Um, to claim a bit of history, a little bit of history. Uh, no, it's been good. It's been it's been a really big year. Um, so I think we talked back in mid-June last year, um, and the whole platform has just completely changed. It's, it's insane how fast developed, how far it's come, because... And you're sort of seeing it day in day out you don't see the small changes but it's been really good and yeah i've sat on about 1350 cards i think right now which is a little bit excessive i think some people will say but uh we'll talk about scattergun approach later obviously that'll come up um yeah I, I mean i've i the reason i have so many cards top line is i like to do multiple strategies at one time so i like to have a you know the ng play the young players the solid so5 performers um which has worked quite well you know i've had good returns on it in terms of rewards and um, I really enjoy it. Really enjoy it. Yeah, and I think the really interesting thing about your gallery is, you know, that's a lot of cards, and I didn't realize. I seen the number and was like, holy shit! And then when I actually look at it, what you've done is you actually do have like multiples of lots and lots and lots of players. So you'll have ten, eight, nine, twelve, seventeen cards of one guy, um, and you've just got multiples and multiples of guys who, you know, I mean, some of them maybe have a lot of risk, some of them don't, but I mean a lot of these guys are four quid like I actually love this play I'm just looking there at that guy you have 17 of Vladislav Galkin I have no idea who this is but it's a licensed 19 year old um, from Russia who's currently not eligible is it he's only eligible for the conference league at the minute and it's like you were buying all these for three quid four quid that volume play of such a low risk player you could argue or maybe high risk because he's young and unproven but like it's not something. It's not a strategy I've talked to someone about before. It's not a play that I've I've really seen that often. Um, do you want to talk to me about that? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, Galka's interesting. I think he's on loan from I think he's done in Moscow, um, and 
what I did was I once the limiters came out, so this is obviously limited the multiples and not the reds so much. Um, and I looked at which players were doing well in their, in their youth teams, uh, players with the best potential, the players who I felt had a chance of of establishing himself. It's a long, it's a long play. So it's a long game for this one. Um, mm. But what I found quite quickly was that these price, there's some volatility on the prices, so I could take advantage of that to sell some. Um, and when you get these, I multiple buy these players because, like I said, the downside risk on a two, three, four euro card is, is minimal. And the upside is five, six hundred percent profit, very, very simply. Um, and in, I've had a few examples with. Because I um, Jesus Medina, I moved to CSK Moscow, and suddenly the move was on, and he trebled in price or quadrupled in price, whatever it was. Um, very easy to shift. There's a high liquidity in the limited market, and how I see it, John, is with so many new users hopefully coming on board. Um, this is where they're going to go. This is the focus, and, and we'll talk obviously about the more detail about the announcement later and what that means. But I think in the past people always gone for the rare, have been encouraged to go for in the rare level. Now limited, the appeals there. I bought lots of players in limited that I couldn't afford to buy in rare that I wouldn't want to spend the money on that much because for me it's the enjoyment factor rather than the cost. And so hitting these players, these young potentially, you know, I need I need a hit of maybe twenty or thirty percent success to be able to make a profit on it. Um, and it's going well. So it's all part of it's all part of a bigger bigger plan, um, multiple strategies in one in one portfolio. Obviously, can I only have one team, one account, so I can't I can't spread them out. But uh, yeah. Working nicely, but yeah, that that trading approach is what you're going for there more than the SO5, and I think this this update would have been good for you then in many respects because, you know, more utility for those limiteds, uh, the underdog, the specialist leagues, obviously maybe looking more at those guys who aren't nailed sort of sixty point scores every week, so a lot of your cards will be a lot more in demand, I'd say, um, and you know maybe that is like. The decision has been made now. Where where should a beginner start on a smaller budget? No longer can we recommend people go and, and grind ETH and thresholds and whatever else because there's only a few months more eligibility. And even to do that as a beginner, you know, if you buy European cards, you've maybe a month and a half left. If you buy the Asian cards, you've a few months left. It's or the American. It's it's tough. Um so yeah, limited cards, it, it kind of looks like it's it's where it's gonna be over the next sort of six, six to twelve months, particularly in like basically where people go to start. I'm not saying they'll have the the biggest increase percentage-wise. Who knows where the other markets go? It'll trickle up. But um, anyway, interesting to see how you're getting on. Um, I, I, it's it's fun because like I'd, I'd invited you on before I even seen that. And then I was like, oh, that's an actual little tidbit, a little something to talk about. Um, do you have many multiples and rares? You do actually. I'm looking there. Not quite as many, but you have like seven of this guy, Orovach, Orovach, three Oosterwalds, three of this guy, four of that guy, five of that guy. But it's all similar. These guys' prices are obviously a little bit higher, um, but still they look like sort of 20 quid cards, a lot of them, 50 quid cards, 30 quid cards. Same same logic? Uh, I mean, it, it's basically split into two different processes. So I've got um, multiples of players like um, Arthur, you know, the uh, Juventus midfielder, um, Saul, who's played on the Chelsea game back to Atletico in, in the summer. Um, and I've gone for players who I can afford to buy and have that risk. It's high risk, obviously, it's high value. Um, I don't want to have a lot of these tied up in it. Um, so that's some of the uh, the, MLS, the MLS players I've got, I mean, Olovec is, is just what I don't want to even think about or talk about um, because it's just uh, he's just gone off to into some obscure, obscure league. But um, the principle was, you know, I. I when um, I think popular one was um, Eddie Seguera, the um, LAFC defender. So he, he did ACL in probably a year ago. So I picked up sort of eight, eight of those, seven or eight of those to sell on. And the recovery 
you know, it's, it's a, it works for me. Um, it's a play that works. Mm. I'd like to be able to, and I know obviously our, our galleries are complete polar opposites, aren't they? So I'd like to be able to sort of divest more into the sort of higher end players, but I've just found what I've done is I find myself trading them and I'm less enjoying that fact if I have those higher end players versus the lower Yeah, players. just horses, courses, lots of different ways to play the game. Um, but look, we have a lot to talk about today, so we'll just get stuck into this community update. In a nutshell, how I felt about the update, I think at the time, I was kind of like, it's exactly, I put a poll out on Twitter and I think 60% of people were happy, 40% of people were sad. I'd say that's how I describe my emotions. It was about 60% happy. So I was more happy than sad, but I think maybe I'd built, built it up as we all had, expecting some sort of big league or some sort of clear thing about a progress bar at the time i was a little bit disappointed not disappointed i was happy but i wasn't blown away but i think as time has went on as i've digested it and as i've actually read through the articles and the blogs i think it's really good do you know i do think it's good i think there's a couple of things missing but i think there's a lot there and i think it's more than enough what were your initial thoughts on how you're feeling now before we dig in uh, i mean top line i i was very excited by initially and a few hours before, got a little bit nervous about what they could announce that could really sort of shape the community. Um, but I think what they've come out with is 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 not bad. I thought it's nothing negative. I don't feel there's anything negative at all. I think there's some which people are expecting to have to happen. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about, deep dive into that later. But um, for me, it was it was lots of lots of positive progress that showed the company's going in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I really liked the format in which they shared it. Do you know. It was a it was a really nicely put together video, uh, very professional, and I think like it's much more realistic than the AMAs. I think the AMAs are probably I think that's the the nail in the coffin. Um, they said monthly newsletters and that type of thing more regularly. Um, and you know the AMAs they just get asked a load of questions they can't answer anyway, and they have to deflect and deflect. So being able to come at us and share with us what they want to share is probably a better format. It's done well. And I am obviously biased because when Nicholas was talking, my head was behind him quite a lot. I counted. I don't know if anyone can beat me. um, Yeah. You'll hurt my ego. You'll win. I was in 11 of those little squares. So I was very happy. I'm going to have to keep pushing it with trips and have a very exciting trip coming up. Jay, this is just, I didn't even plan this, but here we go. Do you want to hear about my next trip? Go on, go on. Let's I, I can't tell you. People can speculate, but my next trip, I'm going over to Orlando in a month, and I'm meeting up with the Andrews. The Andrews will be there. PSU fans will be there. I think Harry Trades will be there. I think um, the Messiah will be there. I don't know if MLS card guy will be there. There's a load of people. They're the ones that I've heard. There's other people going, but I haven't heard all the names. Loads of people from the Sorare community. I think we're going to a game with VIP, PSU. Has, Sean Newsham has sorted all that out. So I'm absolutely buzzing. And then I'm going to fly to New York for a few days. And um, I'm trying, Sorare, if you're listening, I'm trying to go and see their New York office. Mm-hmm. And I've also got a big interview lined up with someone who will probably be the biggest guest we've had to date. Um, so that's my next vlog, I think. So I'm very oh, wow. excited. And it'll be great because it'll be, it'll be amazing to get out there and just meet more so rare members and community members and can't wait. And I can't wait to go to an MLS game. Americans are mad. I can't wait to tailgate. I want to like keg stand and drink Bud Light. And like, you know, like Americans get really into stuff. Yeah. I, I, I think if, if the, uh, the vlog's as good as your Spanish one, then uh, it's, it's worth it. Right. 
it's just yeah it's the opportunity what so can offer you and what it can what it can bring and meet, bring people together as well with the same passion it's just it's brilliant absolutely brilliant. Mm. it's what it's all about i can't wait but i didn't i didn't mean to bring that up um but yes the community update i, I like the format i did like the format um outside that i don't know should we should we just get stuck into it yeah, yeah absolutely so let me see let me just see here i think around the, the best place to start is gameplay um I'm going to start with gameplay. There were changes. There were a lot of big changes, and I think I kind of like them. It adds a lot more variability. Mm. Um, whenever you look at it, it adds at the minute. And let me go, let me have a look, right? So the Underdog League. So after seeing how much everyone loved the Special Weeklies, they've introduced the Underdog League, and they're going to make it a regular tournament. They'll aim to have at least one every game week with a different scarcity and average score rules. So... Basically, it's going to be low score. So th- this was a good special weekly. They've started it out with the limiteds. People will probably expect this to stay or like love it for like the, the extra limited utility and people are going to get very excited. But next week, this could be super rares. You just don't know. But I think the the underdog leagues is great. Um, it is a nice way to add value to those tier twos and tier threes. Um, so I think, we'll, I think everyone's happy to see that come as a more regular sort of facet of the game. Um, I don't think there's any downside there. Not at all. I, I actually set my team as well as things I could just to see what it's like. And, and you might be surprised, or you won't be surprised, I've got a lot of rubbish players in my uh, gallery, fortunately, limited players. So I could easily, easily fit players in the under 40 uh, for their, obviously, performance wise. But um, what I liked about it, I think it's just, it shows where, again, the company's thinking about the people, the managers, not just about profitability, because it's what people want. They want to be able to use these players, they won't be able to. To be able to play these more 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 games, better gameplay, um, it keeps it exciting, it keeps it interesting. Um, I think it's very really popular. Question: Why is there no special weekly? Like, are these replacing the special weekly on certain weeks? Because I don't see a special weekly this week. Yeah. No, I think this will. I think this will um, replace it permanently, as in this um, until legal will replace it permanently until um, one. But what I hope to see, I mean, I hope. I hope they'll do more. I mean, for the fact that they're giving away cards, not not ETH, the surprises, or maybe whatever they decide to do, I was hoping to see more than two. Um, I mean, I was actually hoping to see a limited pro and, and a few other changes to the um, challenger and champion setup. Mm. To be honest, they sort of split out a little bit because so many leagues now, so many teams. Um, the noise comes when people don't win. It's not people winning every week. It's just not winning. Mm. I think this is the opportunity to get more people to win. And with the, um, you know, the under, I think it was under 40... Last 15, is that right? Under 40 score? I think it's going to vary every week, the the different kind of the oh, levels see, of what right. you need. Yeah, they're going to change it, but it is 40 at the minute. Five players with an average of 40 or below in the last 15 games. Yeah, so I mean, people are suddenly looking for this, this, you know, these players who, <laughs> okay, if you've, got an, if you've got an under 40 score for the last 15 games, you're probably not that good, but looking mm. for the players who can, who can do the best. Um, for me, it just it gives another, it's another dimension, it's another angle, it's another variable. It's just something different. Um, I, I think it's a really good move. I think it's a really good move. Maybe they could have done it better. Probably. Some people won't like it because they'll say mm. um, we should be looking at getting the best players, not the sub-level players. But if you have them by default, then put them in a league. No. Some I think you want everyone to have value. And even those big premium players are going to win you the shitters sometimes. And having value for those shitters is a good thing. It's a trickle-down approach. Like for me at the minute, I sort of, I've decided I'm giving away every limited card I win this year and I'm kind of like geez I wish I could have just kept them not even for to yield for me more as a case of like for this community gallery I should it would be great to yield for it 
by having the shit players. What I said, I'm giving them all away. So I'm just going to have to go and buy some some guys who are bad because I actually can't enter this week in either of those because I just don't have crap players. Um, the specialist is the other league that's come in. And I think this is really fun. I think this adds a lot like, to it. Um, so basically for the specialist league, you have to pick players who are good and players who are bad and players who are indifferent kind of um, for this week's one. You can have a you have to have a minimum of two players with an average lower than forty in the last fifteen, and maximum of one player with an average of sixty or above, and then maximum two players are allowed from the same team. So you can't stack, which is an interesting addition. Mm-hmm. So they have taken the stacking concerns into account, um, and I think that's a really that's something I haven't seen talked about too much, but it shows that they're open to doing it. Do you know, it's something that's been talked about. Something people have been happy about angry about sad about whatever about the stacks are a contentious topic and they've they've slapped in a rule there maximum two players allowed from the same team in a different game mode i think it's interesting and then other than the specialist limited league something i just want to mention on this is what both of these leagues will do is pull cards and entries out of all the other limited divisions making it easier to win over there um absolutely so i think it's great i mean now every week isn't going to be limited you know, so not it isn't going to benefit limiteds every week, but it benefits them some weeks, and that's enough. Um, so I think, like, yeah, I'm I'm all about it. I think that's two great things. I would like to see like a special weekly, occasionally on top of it. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think the so I, say, I think the um, the thing I like about the specialist one is is I was set to my team again, set my team this week, and it really makes you think about what you want the balance to be and it kind of gives you that challenge of not going here's my best five or here's my you know under 40 set five you really have to think strategically about it um and like i said i have lots of players who are well different levels of l15 scores but it just it makes you think there's less i mean i like the obviously no stacking part i think it's good as well for people limited but it makes you think about what's possible and it just it gives you more of a challenge because again it's not just rolled out the same team week in week out um, and it changes obviously because the, the scores change every week. Well, mm. L15 changes don't, don't fluctuate that much, but the scores can change, and that can obviously uh, knock on effect to the strategy you use. Um, but I think we'll see a lot of uh, evolution over the next well, first three, four, five, six weeks of people trying different things and see what works. Because you know, you're not going to put a keeper in if you're going to be if you're one over sixty. If you happen to have over sixty keeper, right? So maybe uh, people have good strategies. But be interesting to hear how the feedback on it. But do you think it's do you think they're trying these things to see what they can do in the future before they enforce further further changes in the gameplay? Well, the big thing from the gameplay that I have a question about, I suppose, is is that progress bar just gone? By the way, did they scrap that? Is that gone? I think so. Yeah? Is on, there hold. A, on hold. On hold? So, like, we should stop talking about it, maybe. I, I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, mm. I, I don't know. Um yeah, I think like, you know, it's good to see, it's lovely to see something different. You know, the game, it's it's an amazing game. It's good fun, but it has been stagnant for a while. Um, and I think whenever you're, the big thing we're going to get to as well about removing the common from rares, I think adding more ways to play with limiteds in is fun. Um, and there are even more things limiteds can do here with the Legends Challenge coming up. Um, but yeah, I, I just think like experiment with different game modes, caps on the stacking, I, what I like what I really like about the specialist thing is is that like you can't just come in with money and win it and you can't just come in and be an expert and win it. Like 
you kind of have to have a bit of both because you do have to be able to buy a good player or two and you need to be able to like research the this is something like for me like i've just got so used to like quality 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 and i buy big hitters and it's now i'm like looking at this and i actually can't feel the team in the underdog or the specialist it's like first world problems but the way i've played the game is the way the game has been built to now and i'm like there's no point in giving like substandard guys i want the best guys so i just buy the best guys but now i'm like maybe i need like a few guys who are you know start every week but average of 40 but stick in an 80 four times a season do you know those types of guys like i don't really have any of them if i get them i sell them so i might start keeping a few rewards that are kind of average kind of guys but anyway we have a lot loads. to talk I've got loads. you've got loads yeah. you know yeah <laughs> i think the one thing i like about the um, specialist league is it kind of gives you opportunity to play the out of form players so yeah you know there are players, like it's actually said there's players who, who everyone has can have who have you know one in good one in five good games and if that one is that one you need in that in, this, in that league then suddenly you, you know it's a really key player mm. um be up to you right it just it gives because the problem is, you know, it's, it's a form. Everyone buys on form. And players are hitting, you know, 60, 70 plus for, for last five. He, he will sell well. The player will sell well. When they're dropping down to 40 to 50, people aren't, aren't that interested. Or, or most majority of people aren't. So I think it really gives a new way of thinking to give more value to other players on the outside of the top top sort of star players. One of the biggest things that was taken away from this um Actually, just to sort of finish up, I think the specialist underdog leagues are great additions. I'm excited to have them. I think it's a brilliant thing. So I think that's one nil so rare for the announcement already. Rare division updates. Controversial one, and I get it. Um, but I mean, this the writing's been on the wall for a while. Since they rejigged the divisions up and had the common limited rare, I think everyone's kind of known. It's definitely, for people who are in the game, like I've been talking for weeks about how I'm not really recommending people go to thresholds because I thought the thresholds would be gone, which is kind of a completely separate issue. And that's something we're going to get onto. But I don't know. I just felt like the common goalkeeper entering that division, it just wasn't sustainable. It, had, it makes sense. It made sense maybe for that to be changed for a limited. That's the one thing that kind of, not shocks me, but the one thing that I think is like surprising-ish. I kind of expected it to be, there to be a division where you can have limiteds with the rares, but maybe that's more for the limited pro in the future. Now that I think of it, maybe you've limited, then you've limited pro, then you've rare, then you've rare pro. So maybe that's actually just a shit point from me, to be quite frank. Um, in terms of the rare division, it should maybe, it was always going to kind of go this way. So I don't think there's any mad surprise in it, but it's kind of surprising at the same time just to see like a date. It's happening in August. No more common cards. And I'm excited and I'm excited for a few reasons because to be quite frank, it, it was way too easy to win ETH. Do you know, there are a lot of people coming in, grinding ETH out of the game. And while it's something that I've encouraged because it was the way to play the game in terms of it being good for the sustainability of so rare and the amount of money they're paying out, it's not great that people would come in by four players for a few hundred quid and just sit on it every week and yield and yield and yield and those are probably the types of players that were taking out their initial investment quite soon and not really getting involved and, and properly stuck into the full game. And I'm, I'm not, I know I'm generalizing a bit there. I know a lot of people probably started out that way and have transitioned from there. But I think like, I don't think it's a bad thing to lose the amount that people were from a so rare's sustainability and long-term perspective. I don't think it's a bad thing. And yes, it will make a lot of people have to sell their rare cards and step down to limited. 
it will. But I think long term, it's it's a good move. And something really interesting from it, just to kind of finish my spiel, Andy Laird from the So Rare Data, so head of content at So Rare Data from the So Rare Andrews podcast, um, he put out a couple of things on Twitter that I thought were amazing to see. So basically this graph, I don't, I can't pull it up or anything, but if you go and look at Andrew M. Laird, L-A-I-R-D on Twitter, I can explain it to you in a nutshell. You don't need to say it if you're listening on podcast, don't worry. Basically the percentage of total lineups with common cards in rare competitions per game week. So basically of all the rare divisions, what percentage of lineups at the minute have common cards? In All-Star, it's constantly hovering around the 75% mark. So 75% of the current lineups that are rocking up on All-Star Rare each week will be ineligible as of August. In all the other divisions, under 23, Champion, Challenger, American, Asia, they all sit somewhere between kind of 30% and 50%. So you're going to knock out half of them. And what does that mean for people like me? Of course I'm happy because it means that I'm going to be competing against a whole lot less teams unless people can go and buy goalkeepers. But again, the goalkeepers are the bottleneck. So the goalkeeper prices, if they haven't already rocketed, they're going to keep going because people are going to want to get involved. Um, so there, there's the spiel. I don't know what you think about that bit initially and then have a bit more to come back at you with. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a really brave move from Sarah. I think it's the right move. Um, it's easy for me to say that with my gallery size. Um, but interestingly, for the first time ever, I actually used an outfield common player in my lineup of the week, a midweek Champions League. I put Mrs. Junior in, um, having never thought about it before, unless I use a goalie. But anyway, um, I think I, I, I too was surprised. I did think they put limited in the goalies as, a, as the option uh, or limited one player. But you're, you're right, the limited pro, if and when, I mean, it's, it's going to happen. It's right? a when, so and when it comes out. Yeah, you're right. It's definitely a win. So when that comes out, it's it's going to be, you know, three limiteds and, and two airs, whatever it may be. Um, that will be the balance, and that'll be interesting. They're probably, I'm guessing, but they're probably looking really carefully how the prize or reward structure is going to work for that because that's a really tough one to get them right, um, given the amount of feedback they've had about you know the rewards not being okay as they are. Um, I think I was expecting more of a backlash from the community to be honest when they took out when they announced that. I thought it would be. And given you said what seventy five percent, that's insanely high. Um, the people using a common, but you know, it's, it's the size of the uh, the size of the um, the, the trade, the number of managers now. Um, really, if everyone, if that many people are using um, commons as well, then yeah, you're right. They, they're getting east for nothing really, actually, because it's not hard to hit two hundred if you've got a decent uh, mm. common goalkeeper. They're probably getting you forty points a week, as in sixty plus, and then as the percentage down. Um, but I think it's a good move. I think it's the right move. I think it had to happen. It's a short-term pain. If we lose some traders, it's a long-term gain because everyone coming in new now won't know any different. Mm. And like, look, I, I do sympathize, by the way, with those who've come in and have been grinding ETH. I'm kind of happy that I haven't really promoted that too much recently. Anyone who asks me, I say, go and have fun unlimited. That's what I've been saying now for maybe six weeks. Um, I'm happy because I do feel like there will be people who have just sort of maybe bought their threshold team and now they're like, oh God, you know that's going to be stripped away but well the threshold won't but they like you know maybe you'll have to fork out 500 quid a grand to have a goalkeeper um what i can see people doing though is buying like substitute goalkeepers who are worth 20 30 quid and just doing the exact same but 
you know, you're going to have to, your goalkeeper's going to get you nothing. And essentially trying to hit 200 or 250 points with four players, um, which isn't undoable at all. It's completely doable, but you obviously need a higher caliber of player then. But I think, again, just to close off this, to kind of move on to the next point, I'm sure it'll come up again. I do think for the good of so rare and for sustainability and for consistency across consistency across divisions going forward, it needed to be done. I'm glad the plaster's kind of been torn off and it, it's been torn off in a way that people still have five months, four months to kind of sort their shit out. Um, it had to be done. It's been done. I'm happy. I'm actually, as you said, I'm surprised there hasn't been more backlash, but look, I'm happy there hasn't because I have to say I agree with so rare on that one, um, which some people mightn't like. The Legends is the next thing. Now, anyone who listens to this podcast knows that Big Johnny here has been bitching about Legends for weeks, I think three weeks on the bounce. Um, so I am over the moon with this, and I like how they've done it. Um, what did, did you care about the Legends thing? Are you happy to see it? Um, I did. I, I bought a few Legends. Um, I have about, I think I bought 10. Um, I'm just actually trying to find quickly now whilst I'm talking to someone who I've got oh, nine legends or so on. Um, and I I remember listening to uh, Paul, you talked about saying you're going to buy a Casillas, you know, make sure you've got a goalie in next, that'll be high demand. And I didn't do that. And I should have done that. And that's my point, biggest regret. I did buy Ronaldo, Maradona, Beckenbauer, um, Shevchenko, and Platini, et cetera. But I think it's, it's they have to do it, right? You have to, and, and you're sitting a bitch in the back four. You're right to do so. You, know, you can't all be positive about everything going on when they can't ignore these things they they created this element of gameplay that didn't wasn't supported and you can't do that you know that's not how it works again i hope it's the starting point where they, they trial some things and build on it from there um because for me it's it's yeah i think it's great i think it's really good i think you have to think about it carefully i, I can't believe that ruling i, I can't believe really if it's like minimum is it minimum one or minimum three or what's the uh, expectation oh so what they have here uh, I pulled up the this brilliant new so rare calendar. By the way, um, they have it in here from game week two sixty to two sixty three. It really breaks down exactly what rewards, where they'll be, uh, what sort of scarcity is it? What scarcity you need, or what scarcity the rewards are? I'm not sure. I don't know what scarcity you use. Maybe I, I don't know. Anyway, um, for the legends challenge mm. in game week two sixty, which isn't too far away, um, is that? It's not this weekend, it's weekend after, yeah. isn't it? In the Legends Limited, you need, well, both of them, you need minimum one legend, okay. maximum three legends, okay. which is good because it adds that variation. Um, in the Limited one, it's limited only. And in the Legends Pro, it's rare, super rare, unique. Now, mm. it's funny because for the more... The, the rare, super rare and unique Legends, you can only win signed jerseys. But with the legends in limited, you can win super rare, rare, and limited cards. And I know that I would rather win the cards than a signed jersey. But I mean, like, if you, it depends on the caliber of the super rare or the rare. I mean, if we're talking tier one, I, I, I'm sure it says it somewhere. But if we're talking like star rares, tier one rares, or like even a tier one super rare, tier two super rare, I mean, I'd probably rather take that than a signed jersey. Signed jerseys aren't worth as much as you'd think, unless they're match worn. I think it's just the, you know, feedback over the last few months has been about having more tangible uh, rewards, more things that actually can actually do something yeah. with. And I, like, I think, and I bitched about that. I do. <laughs> there you go. They listen to you, obviously. 
Um, I, I do like. I think it's great. I mean, no, but I'm being. What I'm saying is, I'm being almost hypocritical because I've been saying, "Give us more of that." Now they're giving us more, and I'm like, I'd rather win yeah, cards. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. I'm the biggest hypocrite in the world. Yeah, no, I think it's. I, I mean, I, I'm pleased they're doing something different for the rare super rare and unique because the, the mm. price price jump is huge, um, and I think they need to do something to stand out. And if you've got enough money to buy the, those level players, you probably want something different rather than just some of the card. There's loads of digging here, Dick, to do in terms of research, and like I'm, I don't think I'll be really getting into the weeds with this, but I know there's people who will love this. I'd say Professor Tackers is loving it. I'd say he's over the moon. Um, but there's loads here, like, uh, but I'm just happy to see the legends. I think they were also going to bring out more legends soon, so there's less sort of similar lineups, just to add more variation, which is good. Um, it says, yeah, expect more so rare legend launches in the coming weeks to prepare for it. And I think, yeah, just that minimum one, maximum three is good. So, for example, like in my limiteds, I'd be plugging three of them in. Yeah, me too. The three that I like. And then, I, do, you know what, do you know what's nice as well? Like, you might be able to do something like stick your Cruyff in, but also stick your Tadich in, and then you'll get, like, double Tadich yeah. if he's the, or, you know. There's a lot you could do there. Um, so, yeah, I think that's all exciting. But that that's about it from a, a gameplay perspective. There was no other headlines here that's i've run through the gameplay page so all in all i think it's excited to see it sort of jizzed up a bit mm. jazzed up a bit's probably the word not jizzed uh, jazzed up a bit um yeah. a lot more to think about now i think it's positive overall i think they win that um the next thing's rewards so they went on to rewards the game week calendars which are good yeah. card allocations right what do you think of this their target their target is to reserve up to 40% of our supply for rewards. Was it 50% before, or am I making that up? No, I think it's 40. Um, I think the reason they set up to... Was it 40? Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, so they said 10- it was 40 and then 10 for referrals, Absolutely. wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. That's what they... That's kind that's of, what I think Dan can that in the, in, the, in the Discord. But I think the reason they set up to is because they had a lot of noise about people. They're not only doing, like, I don't know, seven, seven Mbappes or 10 Highlands or whatever it is. And I think they want to have the flex to be able to go up to that point rather than feel they have to they're obliged to do it. Um that's my personal perception, obviously. Yeah. And you know, where where does where's the average T, um, you know, tier one player, they'll definitely hit that forty percent probably. Well definitely probably that makes sense, does it? But you know what I mean? Um I think it just gives them the the um the breathing space they, they need to do what they want. But I think it's a good call. But yeah, forty percent hasn't changed. They confirmed it. Visibility. Yeah. So it hasn't changed, um, but it's up to now as opposed to it is, which is grand. Um, there are many factors that may impact these allocations, including scarcity, marketplace effect, event, marketplace events, referral side games, changes to player tiers, licensing agreements, and more. They didn't touch on tier four players. That was something we were kind of expecting because we've seen that. Um, I'm, and I might be wrong, but I'm sure I saw in the Discord after um that Dan was saying about something they'll save for a later newsletter or something. So they'll play it down a bit. Mm. I'm not sure. I, I, I might have that. I might be wrong. Don't quote me on that one. But um, I think there's so much. There's, there's always a risk of, of over-delivering one announcement, one update, and they were on the board of that, I think, with so much today. Or, oh, sorry, on Tuesday. Because um, there's so much going on. Yeah. There's so many good things coming out. I think they didn't want to lose that because it's a good one to add in maybe a month's time just to keep people um, buoyed up a bit as well. The next thing is a big one. It's the Tang ETH to the US dollar. 
So their long-term vision is to bring Sora to millions of fans around the world. In order to do that, they need to create a frictionless, stable product that appeals to a broader fan base. A source of concern we hear frequently from our managers is the volatile fluctuations of ETH and their impact on the platform. Mm. And it's true, you know, any threshold as it at 0.01 and 0.02 could go anywhere from, I don't even know, let's say you hit the higher threshold over the last few months, you could be winning anywhere from 40 quid to 80 quid. Mm. You know, I mean, that's half value, double value. Um so to bring more consistency to it all for the ETH reward, the here are the ETH reward totals for 2022. So I suppose right here they're saying until the end of the year. Yeah. I don't think they're guaranteeing it for next season, but for this year, which is another nine months or eight months now, it's the end of the month, 205 points will hit you $25 worth of ETH, whatever that is, and 250 points will hit you $50 worth of ETH. Um, and ETH distributed to podium places will follow a, follow a similar conversion rate. Um, these changes will go live at the start of the European season in August. So they that starts in August. So from August, we're talking 25 and 50. Mm. I actually love this because, you know, whatever about like ETH's price at the minute, and I know it's dollar, um, so it's not quite as much as the euro pounds a lot of us mm. thinking, but it's nice to have the, the fate price there now that isn't going to be anywhere near as volatile as ETH, and it's nailed, and we can almost from that start to work backwards and assign card values based on their play to earn ability. And it's nice for me, again, wheel things. It's nice for me to know that I can fully expect on an average month to ch- on a, during the full European season, I can probably be expecting to turn out 300 quid, $350 every month. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, it's nice to know that. Yeah, definitely. It's, if it's you know, $50 per game, which is a hundred dollars a week. 400 a month max, well, depends on, I mean, you're looking at, what's that, 5,000 a year over if it was 12 months or nine months, obviously you can take off 25% of that, but I think it's, I completely agree, I think you've now got something where someone who joins the platform, they can spend $500 on the building their team, um, or whether it costs $1,000, and they can then work out how long it would take them to get that back. Um, and it feels much more tangible, much more um, structured, and I think if I was joined now and I had a, you know, if you hit this point scale, you get given this much money. I'd be delighted by that. Absolutely. There's something I'm looking for here. Quinny said something brilliant on, yeah, he said this and it just resonated. Some people were kind of bitching, um, just not putting anyone in the crosshairs here. It's just the comment that Quinny replied to was very disappointed about the dollar threshold instead of ETH. We play crypto game for cryptos, not dollars. And Quinny responded saying, so Rare's future is about being a football game on the blockchain, not a blockchain game about football. Yeah. And it's nail on the mm. head. So Rare have said from day one that they they use ETH, they use crypto, they use the blockchain because of the technology and because of what it allows them to do. If they could make that, that all in the background and that not even, if they can make you be able to come onto their site it's almost like Web 2.5. I've said this before. Come onto their site, buy with your credit card with or debit card, withdraw to the card, mm. and never have to even understand what Ethereum is. That is much more attainable at the current in the current state of play and where we are in the world in terms of its understanding of crypto and whatever else. Like that is much easier to onboard the masses with. And I think like it's 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 essential. It's it's fundamental. It's such a good point that Quinny made. Just it's a football game on the blockchain not a blockchain game about football. And the other thing is, we've been saying for weeks, or I've been saying for weeks or months now, oh yeah, 
the progression bar is going to come in, the ETH thresholds are going to go. And, you know, even, and I actually think I said this like last week, to be honest with you, I said something like maybe two weeks ago, I was like, you're probably not going to get the same value that you do out of the thresholds at the minute. But let's say you even get 60% of the value, 70% of the value, but we know it's there to stay and it's a more consistent format and it's more sustainable for so rare. That's a win. That's exactly what's happened. You know, they've tied it to the dollar at a lower price than ETH is at the minute. Um, I just think, yeah, like it's a win. That's that's a huge part, right? The sustainability for the company is so critical here. And they now know what their outlay is going to be because they can forecast, well, they can use historical data. I mean, taking the common goal, common card out of the equation for the res as well has given them an element, but it gives them a much easier way they can forecast what the expenses are going to be for the next month, six months, whatever it may be. Um, and that's why I think they've done for 2022. Now, whether or not they go 2023 and they drop down to one threshold level for rare and one for limited maybe put one in i don't know but it's there's potentially opportunity for they've got loads of flex now they can you can, you can use that they can spit it down to different levels of of um, thresholds and one thing i thought we'd see was seen already was the threshold in limited to keep people engaged there but uh, it's not obviously there yet i have a few things to say here um Sorry, I've actually just, you know what? I've went and got ahead of myself. I have a few things to say in probably 20 minutes. I read a comment there that someone left under the post and I went on a little wormhole um, into the calendars and I'm excited to talk about something. But we're leaving it for now, Jay. We're going to move on to the next thing, which was new card designs. Was that okay? New card designs. Now, this is probably the one of the five sort of main points that we're going to spend the least time on because at the end of the day, they're just new cards. Um... If I was to say to you, just yes or no, do you like them? No. Oh, why? No, okay, it's a bit harsh. Um, do I like them? Um, they, they're quite a retro style for me. I think looking back to really old Panini style stickers, they've kind of taken that that strong board, that frame, and really brought the player forward. Mm. Um, would I buy players? It's not about do I like or not. Would I buy a player because of the design? Um, and the answer to that is no. So if I had a, um, I don't know, Sebastian Haller, and he comes out with a new design, I wouldn't want the new design enough to sell the other one at a lot of loss, a lower price. There's no real drive for me personally. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people will love it. I think people who, it's new, it's shiny, it's it's a new style, it's it's something very different. Um, saying that, I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking at my screen, there's a unique... Um, Defender, I've got no idea who he is. Someone in Jaylee, it does look quite good. So I'll take it back. Yes, I do like them. Um, I just completely forget everything I said. I like the unique. Yeah. The unique is good. I, I kind of like good. the Yeah. The unique, because it kind of has that sheen to it or almost like oily effect where it's yeah. got like those, they're almost like the rainbowy kind of through the black. I like it. Um, but I know what you mean. I, th- I actually, part of me thinks they look cheaper or something. I don't yeah. know. There's something about them, and I'm sure maybe I'll come to love them and whatever else. And is it going to, like, I am not the type, I, I prefer having older cards anyway. I just, from the collectability standpoint, I always want the oldest version of a card I can get. Mm. I don't give a shit about the 5% fidelity bonus because I'm going to work that up over time because I buy cards to hold for a long time. That's just how I operate. Yeah. So for me, it doesn't matter. Um, But, like, I don't know. I... <sighs> First reactions, I'm not a big fan. Mm-hmm. I think they look a little bit too neon-y, futuristic, Fortnite-y. I think they look more childish. That's yes. what I'll say. It's, I think they yeah. look more match attacks and less tops chrome. 
I think um, if that's a nice way of putting it, you know, absolutely. I think it's it, you're you're right. It's just they this is just one season, right? This could change it completely next season. It's only one season of card, but it's just it mm. looks not cartoony, but it's like a it's just more. Try I just I don't know. Look at now, and I'm just, it just doesn't do anything for me. This is more basic. I think I, I really like this year's last year's design, the current design we've got for non non um, mm. once, yes last season's designs. So for me, I was expecting something bigger, better, brighter, brighter, um, more breathtaking. Something that you know, I've seen some some people in the community knock it's beautiful designs, got ideas for cars, and I was like, God, that's, that's much better. But again, people want something mm. different. Some people love them. I've seen some really positive feedback about it, so therefore they yeah. will definitely buy them. And um, the uniques, which I definitely can't afford, um, do look good. That's the one, actually, which I would say, yeah. If someone give me a unique just because I don't like it, just to get me on board, then I'll take one. Happily. <laughs> the, the players seem to pop a bit more is one thing I'll say, which I kind of like. Maybe I'm full of shite, but I think like the players seem a bit bigger or more focal and i also i do like the effort of when to add five variations i don't think there's anything too different about them that'll affect collectability um to be honest maybe one will be more collectible than another i don't know but like maybe some sort of trends will arise over time look it's all personal preference like me saying i'm not the biggest fan of them doesn't mean that they're bad it just means that i'm not the biggest fan of them as I said, I think my personal opinion is they do look a little bit cheaper. They do look a little bit more match attacks and less tops chrome. That's that's my line. That's what I'm sticking with. But equally, I'm sure they've done their research on it. Maybe this looks a little bit more digitally NFT, whatever appeals to some sort of different audience. I don't know. Um, but it's not something to be hung up on. They're just new cards in this season. It is what it is. Um, I don't think I've anything else to say on them. Is there anything else about that? That's enough, isn't it? The rookie stamp. It's enough. The rookie stamp is quite shiny and nice looking. I like that. Oh. Although I did like the kind of film effect of the last ones. I thought it was a bit more. Just I don't know. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, the rookie is nice. Yeah, I'll take it back on that part. Yeah. You know, the rookie stamp is nice, but it's like. Let me see. I'm trying to get rid of these bloody. It's just these bundles. I want to actually have a look yeah. at it. The re the rookie stamp is kind of nice, but I did really like the kind of rookie film yeah. almost of the the last seasons. I really liked it. So, anyway, personal preference, whatever. We'll move on. The mobile app beta, beta, beta. I never know which one to say, and I always tell everyone I don't know which one to say. Um, yeah, look, this is one of those things. That is huge and brilliant and exciting and a big move forward for the platform. But I'm a Debbie Downer, and I'm sure most of us are because we're spoiled with So Rare Data's app. And So Rare Data's app, we're all used to it. It does everything this app is going to do in its first iteration and more. Some people only use apps, right? In terms of they want the app, but it's not going to go on, on the website. And I think it's something which is... It's beyond a nice to have now. It's a necessity, but it just doesn't offer enough for me to be able to get excited about it. It's great. It's good they're doing it. They should be doing it. They said they'll do it. They've done it. Well, if they deliver what they said they'll do, but it's just, like I say, it's just not enough there really for me to go. Wow, this is this is next level. And then the so where data one, obviously, it's a, it was another level. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's it's one of those. I'm going to go back to the the coleslaw and lasagna analogy. It's I'll as if it like. Yeah. 
with a platform like this, part of me wanted the lasagna and coleslaw, the coleslaw being the app at the start, but we've had lasagna for a long time now. I've eaten 90% of it and they're rocking up with the coleslaw that is the app. And it's great to have it. I'm over the moon that it's there. It's an absolute stalwart of the meal and it needs to be there to really complete everything. Um, But look, it is a really positive thing. It's a necessity. It's great to be there. Hype, hype, hype. But from a personal standpoint, being real with everyone, yeah, it, it didn't like excite me. And it also looks like they've used the bloody Fortnite font in the, I swear to God, it looks like the Fortnite font. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd love to know. Any font nerds out there, please go and find out for me. I played a bit of Fortnite in my time. Um, but yeah, the notifications, now that's a cool one. I'll say the notifications are a cool thing. Great to have. But I mean, I think so rare data do that already. <clears throat> so, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Good thing. Great to have the app. Let's move on because I'm just being too negative about this. And then the last one, geez, we actually started with all the positives and we ended with all the things that are kind of like meh. So the MLS teaming up, 100% positive. Do not get me wrong. I think it's great that we'll have the jerseys. I think it's great we'll have all the badges. I think that's brilliant just for collectability, for getting those fans behind it. And even from just a, from my perspective as someone who doesn't really do the whole MLS bit, just from recognizing teams and knowing who plays with each other and, oh, he's a player who plays for such and such and beginning to build a picture in my head over what is a dominant team. Because even in leagues, I don't know, just from seeing big green scores and players and teams and seeing their badges and all and seeing like, oh, that guy scores really well and he plays for them. I start to build a picture of what teams are good and normally okay for scoring. With the MLS guys, because all the cards are the same, I don't know who's from where. I see a guy, I, I, I couldn't tell you who your man, Gil, who's like the best player on the platform. I don't even know who he plays for. Do you know? Yeah, but like, next season I will. You know, what's interesting about it is, so I, I agree with you. I mean, if anyone not into MLS, it doesn't mean anything. Which is, it's it's irrelevant. But I think they talked about the marketing push in America. Um, as quite a, was that right? Did they did they mention that about the marketing direction they're getting in hitting the US? Oh, maybe they mentioned it there. Yeah. What does so. it mean for Soren's community? You keep talking. Okay. I love a read. I think based on based on that, they need it because it's it's something which is quite had a lot of criticism in the past. I've heard about just floating heads and. I, I I get it. I mean, mm. it's nice when you see the kit. It looks a bit more professional. It looks a bit more, you know, you, you kind of, um, it's more engaging. So you, you see it and you, you recognize mm. it and you go, okay, I want to, I want to have more of this sort of nice colorful kit for them maybe. Um, but if they, if they really hit the marketing hard in, in the U S they, they really need people to get behind the fact they want to go in and buy their teams. And if they're not showcasing the players in their team kits, then there's, there's no, not so much drive behind it. So, I think it's a really big one for that purpose. Um, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it. But again, would I sell my Carlos Guild to buy one with the kit? Probably not. No, probably not. I mean, if I, mm. you know, still get 10 points. Yeah, the kit thing is one thing that I just like. And it's and the reason I bring it up is because I've definitely talked about it before. So, like, it's positive. I think this is a massive positive. And why it's even more positive to say that word three times in a row is that, you know, they've said they've, they've said they've secured, they've secured two major MLS sports mm. so they're going to have the full partnership with the mls and all the marketing that comes from that um and i'm sure that's a huge part of that license the promo you know even on the billboards it matches it'll be yeah. a feature um you know it will 100 and all the other stuff that comes from that 
the the social media accounts, all the rest. As I said, Americans are mad, <laughs> and I've loads of beautiful Americans that listen to me here. But you know, you know, you know yourself, you are mad. They'll get buy into this. They love this shit. So having the promo of the MLS, right? Let's say they've signed up the NFL and it's the MLB. That's the baseball one. Or let's say it's the NBA. Any of those, two of those three and they have a similar kind of promo deal, you're literally hitting every American sports fan, more or less, you know, apart from the diehards who are into the one sport we don't have. That's huge from an onboarding perspective. That's huge from a promo, from everything. So, like, yeah, I think, like, having that deal is big. It's positive. It's very good. But I'm not a big MLS guy. So it, it's like, do you know what actually made it half- not disappointing, but like a meh for me. When I heard him starting to talk and say the words, and we do you know where the the like the fourth head is? I was trying to do a Nicholas Nicola accent there. I'm not going to do it. And the like other facet is improving the fantasy game, and to do this, we need to keep onboarding the 230. We need to get more and da da da. And we're so happy and proud to announce or whatever the MLS. And I'm like, no, just say the premiership. Like my, my heart skipped a beat. I was like sitting there like, yeah. this is it. This I mean, is it. Absolutely. This is the moment. And we're proud to announce. And I was waiting. I was at flashes in my head of <laughs> Harry Kane and Jack Grealish and the boys running around going mad. Do you know, Akayo Saka, give oh, me a full phone. I want, I want it all. Yeah. And then the MLS. And I was like, oh, do you know? So it could have been any league and I would have been like, oh, hit the post, do you know? Um, but again, look, it is a positive. Uh, and to, just to round up the whole thing, I think all in all, based on everything we've said there, it is all positive. It adds utility to cards. There's intent there for the future. There's a lot of things to get excited about. Fixed a few problems. Communicated it in a good way. Promised more regular communications. I'm happy. I am happy. Yeah, it's really important that that communication piece is, is key because that's been come under a lot, again, a lot of criticism recently about how long they've gone quiet for so long and they've been working a lot of stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. Premier League, it will it will happen. You know, they keep talking about, they're still confident about the top 20, top 20 leagues around the world and it's, they can't they can't be saying that if they weren't close to it. But I think I, I'm, I am, or I'm committed to 80% confident that they will go live with the Premier League from August when the season kicks off. That's my feel. Well, the the licenses I think they're giving out are for next season, so I agree it will be from August if oh, it's going to happen. Okay. It's like it's not a they wouldn't drop it now and get pumping out cards for the season. It's it's very much a next season thing. Um, I've heard because that that's what the whole negotiations are, and that's why there's no mad rushing at all because the Premier League just want them ready for next season's kicking kicking off. So uh-huh. I don't know. The, the thing, just to go in on that very quickly, because I'm pretty sure I've talked about it recently, it it is a case of the news kind of came out about was a dapper and consensus, hmm. and who strangely I walked past their Dublin office like last week, and I was like, literally the day after, that, I was like, oh my god, what are the chance? I don't even live in Dublin, and they were there. They're obviously here because Ireland's a tax haven for these big companies, but that's another matter, um, and. Yeah, we all kind of thought it was dead in the water, but it was how Nicholas came out after that and was like, still confident that by the end of the year we'll have the top 20 leagues. That's literally saying, I'm confident we're getting the Premier League. Don't be panicking, lads. That's yeah. that's what he just said. So, yeah, hopefully we hear that in the next month or two. 
one of these newsletters. It'll probably for something that big, it wouldn't be a newsletter. It'll be much bigger. But yeah. speaking be of England, this is a really poor segue, but here we go. Something that I wanted to just talk about briefly this week is the Jude Bellingham unique. The Jude Bellingham unique. It's not the Premier League. He will be one day. He is English. Um, but the Jude Bellingham unique is up right now. And I want us to play a little game of how much is it worth. He's obviously playing outstanding football, playing for England, 18 years old, playing out of his, he's just playing incredible at Dortmund this all season. He looks like a really confident character in the pitch above his, like way beyond his years. Um, Outstanding. He's probably going to go for a massive sum to one of the sort of top four in England. And I want to know, Jay, what price, if I just, one thing, what price do you think his unique sells for? Um, a quick question. I think it's two players around 10 to 12, so I reckon 32 ETH you'll go for. It's a couple of days. 32 ETH you're going for. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to go for 37 ETH because the Pedri was sold a few months ago when ETH was a bit lower for 40 ETH. I think Pedri's the easiest person to compare him to, not necessarily in playstyle or whatever, but just in terms of young exciting, playing on a dominant team, really good football. And I think maybe the England factor, I think he could actually go for a bit more. Maybe I'm, I'm changing it. 45 8th. 45 8th is what I'm going with. So let's see how that one pans out. Maybe maybe it's a damn squib. There was a really surprising one recently. The messy one. The messy one. We didn't talk about it. Messy. Okay. Well, I think it has been decided it's been it's out there sort of quite clearly now. Collectability versus utility. What did Kimmich go for? Um, hundred one, I think. I think I thought it was eight. Yeah, seventy nine. Yeah, seventy nine and hundred one. So, yeah, I, I uh, you're right. Collectability versus versus um, usability. There you go. I mean, Messi's not had a bad run at PSG, but it's nowhere near uh, his bastard days, right? Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think it's. We we debated this last week. Who go for more? I think I did predict Kimmich. I don't know. I'm obviously going to remember saying that. I remember comparing their super rare prices anyway. I forget what exactly my prediction was, but I have to say I thought Messi was one of those that he was either going to go for a million or he was going to go for something like he did. And I think again now we just know 100 percent because I think Haaland's a hard one to compare to. Haaland is actually destined to be really collectible as an out and out goal scorer. Injuries look like they could be becoming a problem, but you know, if he keeps scoring and scoring and scoring, he could break records by the time he retires. Um he'll find it hard maybe with Mbappe around. But you know what I'm getting at. But Kimmich isn't really that type of player who's going to be collectible long term. He'll be collectible ish, but he won't be like a Haaland, a Messi and a Mbappe, a Ronaldo. But the fact that he went for more, it just says everything you need to know. We don't even need to talk about this anymore. Utility is key at the minute. The collectability just isn't there. Yeah, I, mean, I don't um, know. Points wise, I don't know what difference. I mean, Messi is apparently he's like fifth forward in the last fifteen games. That's pretty high. I don't know if Messi's that it's, high. It's yeah. mad when you think Messi's yeah. crap. He's still just yeah. built for the game, and he'll yeah. he'll score well. Um, but yeah, he's imagine he was actually playing how people thought he would play when he went to PSG. Oh yeah, never level. Stupid. Remember his numbers at Barcelona, even stupid. But yeah, um, yeah so there was that. Um, something else, actually, just to bring up very quickly, and then maybe we'll get into some questions. The secondary fees were again confirmed by Nicholas on that the Pomp, someone Pompliano podcast. 
so they we, we've known they're common he mentioned again that they're common so just to give everyone the heads up yeah they're common there will be a percentage commission for selling on secondary market someday there's nothing else really need said i just don't want that being like people being raging when that happens that that is 100 common someday so mm. we we've talked about the the update i'm sure there'll be some questions around it but i think it's time to move on to some questions so we got some great ones um i think the most liked ones the first one that pops out at me here is from great eSpace. thoughts on super rares moving forward now this was something i said about 20 minutes ago half an hour ago oh i've something i want to talk about and it is this question exactly because I think just looking ahead to even Game Week 260, there is a specialist super rare where there's three uniques up for grabs by the looks of it, which is exciting. And I think even after that, there's an Asia suit. No, that's the wrong thing. Down we go again. Underdog super rare coming up at Game Week 262, which that's going to be shit super rares. And there's going to be 10 super rares up for grabs. So whatever about not a lot changing, there is definitely some extra utility. And maybe it's not the extra utility everyone wants. Maybe the rewards still do need fixed in the likes of D2 or the Super Rare Division. But like, it's positive. I don't see how it's negative that there's more utility, particularly for the underdog Super Rares. Marco Sullivan asked a few great questions. How will the announced changes affect newcomers to So Rare? They will all be playing limited or common. Absolutely. A limited will be the the go to entry level setup start. There will people will build up from, from the bottom up, which I think is a good thing. Um, I think that manage expectations. Yeah. Um, I think it's yeah exactly as it should do. That's what they wanted to do, and hence why the changes. Thing. I think throw limited pro in there, and it's looking pretty good. Personally, I like that. You throw limited pro into this setup now. I like it. I really do, because at the minute now it's rare or limited it's like it's it's rare or bust it's not we need that that kind of we need limited pro that that's what we need there's nothing else to say there i think like it's a really i think it's a nice place to start now you know people can start on any budget i mean yes you mightn't be able to play so5 on any budget but you can start playing trading collecting on any budget there's guys there for two three quid you can do it on any budget and like the progression, if the rewards are there, if the underdog's there, if the specialist's there and ways to utilize shit cards, like the progression has to, it, it, it's looking better than it did in my opinion. And yeah, throw limited pro into this for next season. I think we're looking good personally. Um, so positive or negative overall for newcomers and why? Negative maybe from an initial yield standpoint. Limited is very, very competitive. They will find it hard coming in without buying some of the best limited performers. But again, these extra game modes maybe add something in there for them to come in on the budget, buy the guys with L40 or L15s under 40 and actually be able to compete and win some sort of cards or have a sweat with cards worth 100, 200 quid. Um Yes, the, the initial ETH grinding and, and churning out 60, 70, 80 quid a week or twice a week isn't quite there, which is maybe disappointing. But I think from a fun perspective and coming in and accessibility, I don't think it's bad. I don't think people should come into so rare to make money. I think if they do that, there's not the right platform for them. I think it needs to come in to play the game. And if you can make money or whilst you're enjoying something, great. Um, again, easy, easy for me to say you've been in, in 18 months, but um, I think what, what the server team are really trying to do is to deliver the entertainment fa- factor 
um, which is what it should be, and that's the, that's the appealing part. Um, and with that, you progress and you can develop and you can win more cards and you can sell those cards and you can go to from from limited up to rare and, and you know, further if you wish. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think it's generally it's a good announcement, but I can see why some people would say it's not a good announcement based on exactly the threshold, etc. Yeah, I've, this is a hard one, like dancer as well. Like, and I know, you know, people listening, Jay here with over his thousand cards, me with the gallery I have. I get that, like, you know, people might think we're biased, and we definitely have our biases. There's, there's no doubt about that. Um, if it was, if Marks wants to know, is it positive or negative over, overall for newcomers and why? I mean, like, I've been saying for weeks to people now, come in at limited and have some fun or trade your way up if you're on an even lower budget than that. So, look, that's the game now. That's where people are at. I think it's positive because the specialist and the underdogs there, you know, and even legend utilities there. That's another thing that limiteds can be used in. If you go and pick up a, a limited legend, one of you can stack him around, stick him around the other guys. Do you know, so yeah, I I don't think it's. Is it worse though? You see, it's hard because a beginner can come in at any budget. So just because they're a beginner doesn't maybe are we talking if we're talking about budget players, can they yield as much as quick? It's hard because like you couldn't yield in in all star rare if you had three hundred quid maybe. You probably needed five, six, seven, eight hundred quid. I don't actually know the number. Um, depends how much research you do and how lucky you get. But so, like, it all depends on the budget we're talking about here. Yeah, it's a tough question. It's a good question. It's a really hard one to quantify. It's very subjective to yeah. what is better. You know, because in terms of you want out of it, we'll see um, how as the game progresses, the gameplay, the the options we have progress and develop. We'll see very quickly if there's a bottleneck that stops people at a certain level when they come in, or if people can progress and develop through. And you know, and Nicholas said a few times he wanted to. The whole point is, you come in, you can build your way up. That's what he wants it to be, um, which is really critical, I think, to people being engaged long term. Because there's no point having people come in, like you said, make some money and leave. That doesn't help. Mm. That's not what it's about. I think it's. I'm going to sit and say now it's positive. I've just thought of it. I've had the moment of clarity. This now forces people. A lot of a lot more people than it used to, based on the bottleneck of the rare goalkeeper in that price. This will force a lot of people to play limited, and I think that's positive from a retention standpoint. In terms of the game, maybe look. It depends on the person. If you're if you've got someone who's coming in to play for money, maybe they might find it harder to win as much and yield as much quick. But they're going to come in. They're going to be more likely to play with players that they're more likely to watch and better players and a higher caliber of player, as opposed to scouting. Absolutely dodgy Turkish left backs and you know <laughs> random Swiss guys from here you know they're going to come yeah. in and play with household not necessarily household names but players who are good and who they know and who they've heard of and surely mm. that's going to be more engaging for them so you, which that, is probably good so that's exactly why I've been buying the household names limiteds on mass which are the one I mean the Jao Felix the Shirkies buy at a cheaper level say household names household for us right um for the yeah. average footballer, but I don't know because I think that the when when the full expansion takeoff, whatever it may be, happens over the next six to twelve months, people will come. They want those names. They want those players. They won't be looking. As I can say, they won't be looking for those random substitute players to get them sort of 40, 40 points, over points. They'll want the big names to go. I'm watching. Sat there watching. Um, Atletico play against Real and, and Madrid derby. I want Jao Felix to score. I want to see something yeah. from him. Not I want this guy to come off the bench to hopefully get. 
you know, enough minutes to get a few points. That I'm watching on a dodgy stream in 720p. So that that's that question. Ed, one more. Um, rewards. What is your thoughts on the rewards post-event and is there anything you would change? I'm going to be quite f- honest here. I actually haven't really delved into the reward numbers and I haven't seen much um, like data or people doing big threads or anything on Twitter. So I don't really know if they're up or down or what. Um, I actually don't have a clue. And the last one for Mark is, is a new scarcity needed soon, one of 10K. I don't think so personally. No, I don't either. I kind of like where we're at. Maybe, maybe if you get the Premier League and you get two big MLS sports and there's another 100,000 users to come and talk to me. I don't think so. I think it would be premature. I think it would piss a lot of people off. Uh, question here. If you could make one change to the score matrix, what would it be? Loss of possession for fullbacks. Not one point. I had Akraf Hakimi, who scored a goal, I think, internationally. And his all-around score was min- minus 26 or something. Which is absolutely obscene. Do you want to, so I was going to say that as well, but I knew you would say that because of Trent, right? So what I'll give you instead is I think you should do a declining clean sheet bonus, as in, I'm saying again, a really badly phrased, I think the points a goalie loses for exceeding a goal should be depending on what minute they do see that goal in. So, for example, and I think I've been really pissed off with the Marseille keeper with Paolo Lopez recently. If they can see the 90th minute, they're going to lose 25 points. Not on 60, down to 35. They should lose 10 points or 5 points. So yeah. a, a, a tiered points deduction for goals conceded, a goal conceded, I should say. Um, because, you know, a keeper can have a great game and suddenly he can drop from a 75 down to a well, 50 or 40, whether it's 45 or whatever they drop down to. Mm. I've conceded one goal in the last minute, I just don't think it's quite right. I think it's it's hard because, like, there's a lot of things. That the goalkeeper loss of possessions as well is something that comes up. Um, you know, they're just hoofing possession away all game and they're they're getting slaughtered and they, they can never hit anything. I think, I know it's one change here. I'd like to see goalkeepers have the ability to hit hundreds. But my big one, and it is because of the guys I have, the Hakimis and the Trents who I love and who I love watching and that's why I have them. They just throw possession away 40 times a game and lose 40 points. And like, don't get me wrong, they still score well because they do things and make us get assists and goals and stuff. But still... That would be mine. I do think it's a bit overkill. Um, and would it make? Would they break the game then from just shooting hundreds all the time? Maybe, but so does Jury and Timber. So okay. take that. Uh, what is the highest place you finish in a tournament and not won a card reward? Fourth in D two for me says Orange Fly. I actually can't remember. I've done seventh, seventh in Champion America. Do anything? Jeez, it must have been like quiet week. It was midweek. Like two matches on. Um, yeah. Literally. I think I finished like fourth or fifth in like under 23 super rare in a midweek and didn't get a prize. But yeah. Um, yeah. George wants to know, what does this mean for the limited market? Are we better off trying to strive for the rare division and higher? I always say you pick your budget, you decide what you can afford to lose, what you're happy to lose, and then shoot for the stars and trickle down. That's the way I think it's best to be played. I think it is it is almost arsewise in terms of progression. Now, albeit the ability to win rares with your limited cards at the minute and stuff kind of does aid progression, and I like that. But I always think you should just aim as high as you want. It's hard mm-hmm. because people always come into the game 
And naturally, they want to get used to the game and their their risk profile and how much they actually want to put in is probably lower than what they'll inevitably put in. So they'll have a budget in mind. They'll say, I'm going to put a grand in. They put a grand in. Then over the following six months, they've actually deposited 10 grand in total. Whereas if they had just came in with 10 grand at the start, which why would they? Because they don't trust the platform. They probably would have played it differently. So it's Mm. hard to say, should aim high? Because quite often people can't afford to aim high and then find themselves in a position where They've got loads of cards from limiteds and rares, and they're like, geez, if I sold all these, I could buy super rares. But then mm. you've got your attached to your cards. There's the logistics of doing that. Do you go to Pavel to get it done quick? It's a hard one. But I always tell people aim high. Yeah, and so I, it, it, you explained it perfectly, John. So when I first came to the platform, I wasn't sure about it. I started off slow, bought lots of players, hence my scattergun approach. And my first player I actually bought was uh, Carlos Sola. So obviously someone close to your heart now, obviously. Um and uh, I paid like I mean, 15 quid for the time and I bought about 10 or 15 players within a, probably the first few days. But I wasn't prepared to put in two, three, four thousand pounds because I didn't know. I didn't know enough. I didn't know enough about the platform. Um, so yeah, I, I understand, but I have thought about setting up most of my gallery. Um, not to Pavel. Well, I did see a picture of the other day on, uh, on Twitter. I've seen the guy. So that's quite interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I'm enjoying it. I, I love Do you love say you've seen the guy? Yeah, I saw a photo of him. He was uh, someone got a photo of him. Did really? I'll, I'll track it down for you. I'll see it show it to you after. I sent you after. Please yeah, I can't do. It was, but, oh my um, goodness, my yeah. mate Pavel. Yeah. Um, Jeez. But, yeah, so I, mean, I could literally sell my gallery and start again, but I am. Um, I just enjoy it. I enjoy it too much. I've got the coverage of so many games. I really, really enjoy the weekends when we've got lots of games going on, lots of players, lots of teams I watch now and never heard of some of them before um but Mm. it's just it's a fun element for me definitely i like this question because it's something that i haven't really seen um asked but it's something that i'm quite passionate about so rare epitabum has asked and again no I'll, I'll, i'll say this after how do you see other soccer nft projects influencing so rare footium club app etc so rare still dominates um but the or the easier access, I think it means, but the easier access to these projects could steal some of SoRare's fan base. Now, for me, we've been here before, Jay. We've done the whole football mm. index footstock drama. Even whenever SoRare came on the scene, we were all, like there were a lot of people in football index world who now probably play the game who were like, oh, it's a load of bollocks. And I can't preach it enough. I am massively exposed to SoRare. I say this every week, time-wise, what I've put into my YouTube channel, um, what I put into this podcast, way too much of my time goes into So Rare. Not too much. Like A lot of time goes into So Rare, and I'm doing it for good reason, because I back the project. And for, in my best interests, So Rare goes to the moon, of course. But it's and not or. Diversification. Diversify. I've said this about other platforms. It's kind of like give me the heebie-jeebie Senate again. Diversify among platforms, not just players. It's, it holds true. Do you know, don't think because you've bought 20 different players on so rare that you're protected because if one, get in, one gets injured, you've 19 others. Yes, great. Do you know, don't go buy 20 of the same player unless you're Jay and you can afford to. Um, <laughs> and it's presented to your gallery. But, you know, so rare should be one sort of part, one, one leg of the... Oh, that's a terrible analogy. One leg of the chair of your investment portfolio. Or like, it should be one arm of your thing. Like, 
one part of your tree. That's it. Yeah. Don't be afraid to go and buy a food game club or get stuck into club game or get stuck into any of these other platforms. You should 100% think of diversifying if you can afford to, because what if so rare goes tits up? It's a very real possibility. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but it might. So like, Will they steal some money that other people would put in that people would put in the sewer? Probably, but there's they're very different prod products is a massive part of this. They're very, very different and appeal to different people. But equally, I think it's it's good to promote that. It's good for people in the community to be talking about other platforms. And I love seeing people talking about other football related platforms. I don't really care for some of the other stuff. I don't, I'm not against it. It just doesn't interest me. But like, I don't know. I'm I'm all about it. Is basically what I'm saying. I, I'm not afraid of other platforms stealing so rare thunder. What I noticed on the footing Discord when I first started, the people were talking about so rare, and they were raising visibility of what so rare is to people who didn't know about it. And I think if that word yeah. spreads, it's a positive influence. So I I think yes, there's some cannibalism of of um free expenditure. I completely agree. But I think the fact is we're basically getting free marketing from it. I say we like I'm part of the company so rare getting free marketing from it because the word of mouth spreads and then people go, oh, okay, I'll check it out. Out of interest. Mm. Exactly. Um, we'll take, we'll take one more question. Is there sure. any of these you really wanted to answer or, or will I pick one? Um, I, I looked through earlier. I didn't see that one. You just said actually, was that one added just short, short before we started? Oh, it was added an hour ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I I've got one, one here. Oh, cool. No, go for it. If you have one, you're the guest. You pick. Well, what, what if we have the same question? Um, when is it too late to start playing so rare seriously? There was one question that came up us all. Um, yeah. And I thought that was interesting because, I mean, depends on what you think seriously is, obviously. But if mm. when I when I started, so it was about two years into into the platform's um, life, and people were saying it's you missed the boat. It's too late already. The, the big money's already made. You can't buy into uniques and everything else. And I heard it and I went, oh, okay, I can't do that. And I did, unfortunately, listen to that that noise, that message, um, which wasn't a good one because, you know, uniques were probably only about a grand then compared to what they are now. Um, mm. So I think if, if you if that's your thought process, then the answer is if you can afford it and you buy to it, as you said, right, it's affordability, um, it's always a good time to buy it, just depending on how much you stretch yourself, how much you want to do with it, and what you want to get out of it. Um, but now's the time. It's not too late. I think we've got a long way to go. I think we've got a huge journey ahead of us. If you believe in so rare for the next three, five, ten years, you're not too late. You know, you're not going to get the same deals on uniques, super rares, rares, even limiteds that other people got. But that doesn't mean you can't get those deals on other things. And what's to say these cards, all of them won't be worth? And and this isn't me. I'm just saying, like, what's to say they won't be 10x in 10 years? What's to say they won't be half price in 10 years either? I'm not trying to hype there. It's just like, look, I've said this so many times. Like, whenever I joined, I thought the prices were stupid. Um, I felt I'd missed the boat. Exactly what you've just said. Mm. I mean, the Premier League aren't even on board yet. You know what I mean? If that happens... And the other thing about that happening is it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy where if the Premier League was to come, there would be hype from people, the, the marketing that comes from that and all the the press and everything else and people actually finding it, the new new users. I think even from like the current user base, if we get wind of that and there's the wee leaked article and then they drop that of a Thursday in, in month's time, two months' time, the amount of people like us who are going to go, holy shit, 
mm. it's coming. And the amount of people that are going to go and snap by a few things that they wouldn't have yeah. bought, the instant liquidity that would bring to the market is insane. Um, so yeah, like bottom line is it's never, it's not too late. It really isn't too late, but equally like that doesn't mean that this is only going one way. We're going to the moon. You could lose money. So like, I'm not saying, True. yeah, get yeah. involved. You can make money. I'm saying it's not too late to get involved. You can have fun every single week and you might win some money. You might lose some, um, geez, I'm giving a lot of disclaimers this time, but <laughs> I think that's it. Jay, we'll wrap up with the 137 game as we always do. Last week, um, the beautiful guest we had got 85 points in total, 37 from Salah, 48 from Mane for a grand total of 85, which isn't a great score. So, Fiago, hard luck. Um, maybe next time he's on, he can do better. Jay, give me two players playing in the upcoming game week. We're looking at 258. Um, who have you got? Well, if you, I don't know if you probably remember, but when I was on last time, I chose Neymar and Casemiro, hoping that will kind of work out. And they both were benched for their match. And I, think I, got about, <laughs> I do, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think about, I don't know, 40, 50 points. Um, I'm going for um, the Lord, Vanneke, um and his partner in crime, um, Charles Tegetler. So they had, they had good matches. They played well for Belgium, and I reckon they can both get decisive. And, and Vanneke might get too much. But if he does, then great. I put my team this week. So there you go. I'll be happy to get hundred. Won't complain. I, I honestly literally switched off, by the way, for internationals. For me, it's almost like my break because I put so much into the content. Yeah. But Vanakin got a goal and assist against Ireland. I didn't even watch it. I'm actually kind of like, if I was watching that, I, I wouldn't have even been annoyed that Belgium scored <laughs> against us. Um, yeah. But a big, it's a big draw for Ireland. Um, and then he got a goal there against Burkina Faso. So yeah. I'm Vanakin on fire. Great to see. He's actually playing stupid in terms of like so rare. Like if you look yeah. at his scores recently, he's showing everyone why he's king. He's obscene. Um but anyway, Jay, look, it's been an absolute pleasure. We went through the community update. We talked a load of crap. Um and we also had a look at lots of questions. So it's been an absolute pleasure. Where can people find you? Um on Twitter, um at JFaz, I think. I should know, shouldn't I? Yeah. Same as last time. It time, is. It's I didn't know last time. J, J underscore. No, it's at J Fraz, J A Y F R A Z Z. Go and give him a follow on Twitter and go yeah. and follow him on So Rare and follow me on So Rare. Okay, I've got a few followers there. I'm looking forward to that being a thing. Um, but yeah, look, absolute pleasure. And I'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Enjoyed it. Cheerio. That's it for this week's episode. Big, big thanks to Jay for his time. Do go and find him on Twitter at jfraz. And please do subscribe wherever you're listening and leave us a review. It'll take you two seconds if you're on Spotify. It'll take you 10 seconds if you're on Apple. And you'll have a new best friend called John Nellis. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.